Hey everybody, welcome to the She's the Owner podcast, a podcast where I share tips on business, relationships, and even personal development. As an entrepreneur of over 20 years and a multiple six-figure company, I have seen firsthand how the masculine and feminine play a role in our happiness at work and at home. So grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey, hey, as always, if you've gotten value from this episode, please leave a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. Each month, we do a random draw of reviews and send the lucky winner a gorgeous thank you gift. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. This is the She's the Owner uh, podcast. I'm your host, Kara McCarran, and I haven't had a guest on in a minute. Well, we had Danny on not too long, which is how Michelle came to me <laughs> a second time. So, Michelle Soro, welcome to the show. Um so I was just reminding her on how we met. Of course, it's in the Tony Robbins community. I feel like that's kind of like my entire orbit. Um, and I met her a couple of, well, no, that would have been, I guess, four years ago now, because two years of COVID, which is like a snap in time. Um, and I really sincerely believe, like I asked you on the podcast a couple of years ago and you and we said yes, and then scheduling stuff happened. And it's like, it makes sense why it didn't happen then. Because now I think things are radically different for both of us. And so we're going to talk about feminine energy, toxic feminine energy, masculinity, the whole works and some uh, mother ayahuasca conversation. So welcome to the show. Thank you for coming. I'm very excited. I know this is going to be amazing and intense. Um, so welcome. Thank you, Kara. It was so fun to rediscover you and this connection uh, when I did hear you on Danny's show because he repurposed your episode to yep. his podcast. And I was like, wait, hold up. Is that the Kara McCarran? <laughs> and then I was like, are you kidding me? So you know what? I think the angels, my angels and guides have a beautiful way of bringing those together that have potent medicine that's in the right timing. So I couldn't be more thrilled that we're doing this now. Awesome. So let's chat about your, I mean, I, I always find it funny when we say, let's talk about your journey. Cause everybody <laughs> uses that word all the time. And I'm like, okay, but there's not any other word we can really use. So talk a little bit. I was on the website and 2020 and 2021 seemed to have rocked you. Like it rocked a lot of us. Mm -hmm. Um, especially I would say light workers and people that are in our space that are trying to, you know, serve others and, and help. So maybe talk a little bit about kind of where you came from your past. I know you were on TV and all the fun stuff. So maybe talk a little bit about that and then kind of just how you, how you got to where you're at today. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, so yeah, so for over 10 years, I did TV, it was TV retail. So I started at like HSN, QVC, then I had my own shopping segment on Extra, which is an entertainment news show. And that was a 10 year dream come true. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I'd been on that show about a year and there was talks of me expanding my role into being a weekend correspondent, which was like the ultimate, because then that meant like, oh, maybe there'd be more because there always needed to be more. Mm -hmm. Um, and I went to, um, after a year being on extra, I went to Tony Robbins date with destiny in Florida. And that was 2017. And all I had was like one goal in mind. And it was like Tony in my mind, because we didn't actually chat. Um, it was like, help me turn this one hour a week shopping segment into right. a one day full-time gig. And by day five of date with destiny, I've shared the story many times. I literally dropped to my knees and I heard a little voice that said, being a TV host is no longer your dream. That was five-year-old little girl dream. And that would mean that you would know that you mattered, you were worthy, and you were good enough, right? 
And so this was a bit of a shock because that's all <laughs> I knew my entire life. Right. And it brought me to that moment. But the next day, a friend that I met at Date with Destiny, uh, he said, well, why don't you start a podcast, right? Just start there. And, um, and I was like, a podcast? Because part of the message that had come the night before was, you have a mission to help others awaken to their highest self. Right. Maybe it's not that language then, but it was something around like mindset and all the, the Tony tool yep. language right. and um, tools of language, right? And anyway, so I started the podcast. It's now been almost four years, 2020 hits. Just to give a little bit of backstory, in my 20s and early 30s, I was studying to be a new thought minister. This will make sense in a moment. Spirituality was my game. I knew people like Marianne Williamson, Jack Canfield, you know, John Gray, like they're a little old school now, but like this was the heart of spiritual development back in the, you know, 90s and early 2000s. And I'm really dating myself here, but so be it. So anyway, so 2020 arrives, I'm not quite getting the spiritual awakening that's happening for so many already around the world. I'm just seeing right through a lot of the nonsense, all of the fear programming, the matrix, but it still didn't stop me from really completely waking up to just what was going on in the world with all of that conditioning and the actual world that we live in um, until actually early 21. So I didn't get the injection. Um, I'm really grateful that I didn't and that I was aware enough and sovereign enough to just think for myself, do enough research, watch the pandemic series, which saved my life and millions of others I know. Mm. And, uh, but it was in February of 21, I was in a really fancy business mastermind because I thought that's what mattered in life, make more money, get to multiple seven figures a year, or you're not a good enough coach because I had started a transformational coaching and training business. Anyway, long story short, a girl at that particular retreat in Sedona, Arizona said, I think you might be a red pill rabbit hole girl. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> anyway, I went down the red, pit ra- red pill rabbit hole. Next thing I know, I'm in a full on what feels like PTSD, nervous breakdown, because I didn't know that I was in the con- deconstruction mm. of everything that I knew about life, my old identities, including political views, spiritual views, every kind of view you can imagine. My apartment that I had just remodeled to the tune of $50,000 in Santa Monica, Santa Monica, which I was such an identity I can't even describe, and several circles of friends, and I was left with basically nothing. It was the dead of winter here in the West in California, and I'm like, okay, God, I don't know what seeds have been planted, but I'm trusting in this process. Then I started to deepen into my spiritual journey, hmm. which is really what this has led to a profound spiritual awakening. That sounds really strange to say about yourself, but it's the only way that I know how to explain explain it or describe it. Um, and so now we're here and it feels full circle from my 20s and early 30s when now what I feel led to do is to help others reclaim their, their sovereign blueprint by awakening their highest self. And isn't that the truth of our personal power and all that resides within where we can melt away all the identities and old paradigms and actually be willing to stand firm in who we are and help as many heal as are willing to be called to our unique medicine. Wow. Well, that was a mouthful. (laughs) And I loved every second of it. (laughs) So I'm goofy. You'll, you'll see. Um, You already. So it's, it's interesting. Okay. So the Tony Robbins thing for sure. I mean, like I've gone to 22 events now I've crewed many events and, but I think what's, as you're talking about it, 
and I get emotional thinking because it's so the sovereignty thing, like people throw that word around and I don't, and I think women in particular, we are, you know, my views on this. I think women are here to save the planet. I think we're here to save everything because in our feminine divinity, that's where sovereignty is over our, our bodies, over our spirit, over all of it. And I think it's such an incredible thing to witness other women who are like, holy shit, was I a fucking sleep this whole time? And then go, oh, and you can see the life go back in, mm-hmm. into them. And it's not just some fake bullshit. Cause you, I mean, it's a fucking ugly process. Is it not? Like I'm with you right there. I'm going through a divorce. Like it mm-hmm. is ugly as shit, but there is no other option anymore. Because if you put like, I often say people like, what do you mean the matrix? I'm like, you've been conditioned to think there's only one way to do this. And it's the way that's going to kill you. It's going to keep you on medicine forever. It's going to keep you in the system. So talk a bit about like, when you talk about resistance from your peers, cause I've had it too. And I always say people who, when you start to grow and develop spiritually, et cetera, the people who want to leave will organically show themselves the door. You don't mm-hmm. have to say, hey, friend, Michelle, I don't want to talk to you anymore. We're done. You don't have to do that because they will organically show themselves the door. So talk a little bit about that experience where, because we both know over the last two years, if I have not been jabbed either, I won't get it. And that's my choice and that's fine. And I have no ill will to anyone who's done it, but people don't like that sometimes. And so talk a little bit about not just the jab part, but how does it feel or how was the experience when you started to notice people kind of peppering themselves out? Ah, really good question. And it brings me right back to just an, a tremendous amount of fear and pain and courage to get through it. Um, a lot of nights in the fetal position sobbing because it felt like the awakening had such a, an incredible cost. Mm. And while I didn't really experience like a visceral resistance, just to use your word, it was very clear that there was this organic sort of dissolution. But in the beginning of me waking up to, okay, I I won't do that. And I wanted to save as many people from doing that as possible because that's what is very common in the awakening journey is it becomes like this cult mentality. You want others to see what you're seeing. And the further that you go in your journey, (laughs) you realize that is not your job. It's not your business, right? You just continue to flow with what's pulling you forward and trust in that process. But going back to those moments, I mean, there's, there's a particular person that she's been my mentor since I was 29 years old. She's in her mid seventies. And I brought up something at a dinner one night back in October of 21. And it paralyzed her with so much fear. And I realized that if I even go down this rabbit hole of conversation with a counterpart to the narrative that she believes from TV, right. Or even her own doctor, then I could rattle her world and actually cause some serious mental harm and emotional instability. It was in that moment when I realized nothing was worth it to me to bring up anything about my beliefs or my opinion or what I'm going to learn, because you and I probably experienced the same. If I share a bunch of content that looks like it's research, they're going to just blow back with a ton of other research that they say the science, right? So that is pointless. And This is not an informational war. We are still in it. Make no mistake. It's a psychological and spiritual experience that everyone is that has a role in. And I'm not here to judge those who 
are not on one side or the other. In fact, there's no side. We're all in this together. And so people like her or certain circle of friends uh, here in the LA area that just began to organically fade away, I realized there's such a gift in that because I can be more compassionate first for myself, for the loss and the grief and the sadness. I was fucking rageful mm-hmm. of what was happening that was causing all this disconnection and separation between us and people that we love for what I know to what I believe to be a lie. And so that was very hard. But then you kind of get through that. And you're like, you know what? I just had to, again, trust in the process. And so where I am today is grateful I got through the hardest parts, knowing that wherever anyone sort of might have faded away, it's it's actually been able to magnetize new people that I would have never imagined that, oh, I can actually breathe and be and talk about these things and face the hardest concept about this entire journey, which is our own mortality and be free in that concept. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. 100%. So let's talk a bit about the, the your journey with ayahuasca i mean so i think it's really interesting not interesting hashtag not interesting <laughs> my kids love when i do that like what do you do that you're such a nerd i'm like listen i'm a cool nerd um so if you're watching this you'll have seen me do my hashtag with my fingers if you're listening you have no idea what we're talking about but i digress <laughs> um but like uh, my whole circle literally I probably couldn't now all of all of, and I'm you're in my circle. You guys are everywhere. I don't have anybody directly in my neighborhood, which is curious to me why that happens. But all of you at some point, I'm the only one who has not taken any any journey into plant medicine and I know she's calling and I know it's close to time but I'm fearful. Ego is still very much present in the, what if you lose control? What if you don't come out of it? Oh my God, you'd be the first person who's stoned forever or whatever the stupid <laughs> ego is telling me. Um, yeah. But maybe talk a little bit about your journey into like how, cause it, it, you know, five years ago, first Tony Robbins event, neither one of us would have been like, Hey, let's go and think about that. It takes so many things I think in your life to get to the point where you're like open to it. Mm. I didn't even know about it until the last few years. So talk a bit, a bit about kind of the lead up to mm. it. And then if you're comfortable, share with us kind of the experience and what came out of it. Boy, oh boy. I love that you said that you're feeling called, that you've gotten the call, because one of the things that I have learned, at least from the the maestros and shamans that have guided my journey so far, I've done six, so I'm still very, very, very new at it, but I have another one coming up in December, is that the most integrity-filled perspective is to never tell anyone they're supposed to do it. Uh, whomever feels called knows they've been called and you will do it when it's time. Mm -hmm. Um, You will do your due diligence and you will find your right teachers and you will speak to people that those teachers or, or facilitators have worked with and you'll ask all the questions and you will feel as comforted and prepared as you can, but it is a letting go of the conscious mind. And, and it does require an unbelievable amount of courage, especially if you are someone like me who I'd never ever experienced with any sort of psychedelics. Yeah, in me either. <laughs> okay. So a lot of people that come to plant medicine, as I am discovering, they've tried DMT, they've tried psilocybin or the magic mushrooms and, or acid or all that right. stuff, you know, still, or back from high school and college. Right. I never did. No. And so, so this was a bit of a journey. And like you, um, I might've heard about it. Well, I did start hearing about it about four or five years ago in the LA area because everybody had the shaman. 
Right. And they were in these private retreats in some Malibu mansion. I mean, that's literally the kind of an invitation that you would get. And I received invitations looking back from really solid people, but I was too scared. And so my yeah. thought was, hell no, right? It was like, uh-uh. And in fact, shut it down as fast as it was asked because wow. there was absolutely no access within my mind, much less my heart to experience something that I thought would be so uh, scary. Hmm. And anyway, then my mother let me know that she wanted to try plant medicine at this place called Rhythmia Life Advancement mm-hmm. Center in Costa Rica. Many people have heard about it. And that was at the top of her bucket list. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But your mom, really? Mom. She was like 70 at the time when she God, told me that. She is so cool. I'm like, yeah, you go have fun with that mom. Like, oh, I'm, not <laughs> I'm not doing it. Jack Canfield, one of my lifelong spiritual Love men. him. Me too. He comes on my podcast in 2019 and he starts talking about his experiences with ayahuasca. And I'm like, Jack freaking Canfield, Mr. Meditator of, you know, the thought leadership space of 40 years. Why do you need plant medicine? So I was curious. For the first time, I was a little bit curious. Mm. And he just started explaining it on my podcast conversation. And then he invited me to join him at Rhythmia. And I was like, what? So here was what ego did. Okay, I'll go for my mom, but there's no way I'm doing it, but I want to take her on her bucket list trip. So we go, there's no way I'm going to do it. I'm telling her on the flight there from California to to Costa Rica, I ain't doing it. I was too scared. I was way too out of my mind scared. Anyway, I did do it. (laughs) It was scary, but it was also incredibly emancipating and liberating from A, What I was given that whole first journey was I could face my fears. B, I had a lifelong battle with severe body dysmorphia. If I even showed a shoulder or my wrist or my ankles, I thought they were too big to be seen. No matter if I was a size two or a size eight, you know, the range that we all women do, all of us do. Anyway, she, uh, my mama ayahuasca, and this could sound intense, but I'll share it because you asked if I'm willing to share I'm in the room, what's called a maloka. There's about 45 of us. There's shamans everywhere. I know I'm well supported and taken care of at any moment, but she has me paralyzed on the bed. I can't even lift my head or my hand to ask for help because she needs me to go through this particular journey on the third night of the divine feminine. Mm. And in the journey, I am put over like a fire pit. Like I am a human on a spick and I am simultaneously being charred while being tattooed on every inch of my body with every annihilating word I'd ever said about my physical voice. You're ugly, you're disgusting, you're a disgrace, you shouldn't be shown, you're fat, right? All the things that we love to tell ourselves when we're feeling really shitty, right? And and so I couldn't even lift my head to ask for help to get out of the journey. So, but I knew I was safe. I knew I was in the room. It's an interesting thing with ayahuasca. You know, you're actually in the room and this isn't really happening, but you need to go through this. So if you're willing to be healed, you allow yourself to just actually go, right? And at Rhythmia, they teach you go to what's hard. I probably could have shut down the experience when I saw the fire pit calling me and I was like, oh, this seems ominous. I'm not going to do it. But I wanted to go to what it was hard so I could heal my heart. Well, as a result of that, and that's been two and a half years now, I am complete. Well, I'd say 95%, if I'm really honest, 95% healed of that lifelong battle of body dysmorphia. Wow. 
So, you know, that was amazing. And then fast forward to a recent plant medicine experience. The message that I got as I've been going through this journey of like, what's next for my coaching and training business? Where will I live? You know, how is this all going to unfold? Come on. I need some answers. Give me some clarity. I've been in it because I was feeling so fucking undone Mm. for nine months of nothing except spiritual awakening. I'm like, okay, I got it. Angels like, let's go. Um, And she didn't give me the answers in this plant ceremony. And I was like, God, but what she did say, and this was the greatest gift of all that I hope that your listeners find some comfort in, which is if you're going through your own sort of a journey or spiritual awakening on whatever level, the message was live in your heart and take all the time you need. Mm. That's the divine feminine frequency right there. So I'm going back. I want to do more in December. Um, I have decided where I'm going to move. I have rolled out my first, you know, seasonal ceremony, if you will, of what's in my business. It's calling me forward. It feels vulnerable. And I'm like, oh, this isn't what you used to do. You had business coaching and video. You were the seven figure trainer. And and I don't know who's going to show up, but I keep being told whoever is aligned will will show. And that's all that matters right now. Just trust the creative process and just continue to keep your heart open. Mm. Oh, Michelle. <laughs> so many good it's things. A journey, I girl, to it's a journey. It is. And it's like, um, so the, like the, when you talk about the feminine divine, and I mean, obviously that's my, that's my shtick is, is teaching women how to come back to that. And the irony that I'm finding now that I'm in this divorce and it's an amicable divorce. We had lunch today. Like it's not a, we have four children together. You know, he's a great guy. He's just not great guy for, for me. Um, but realizing, and this is why I know I'm being called because I'm seeing that I can teach you how to dip into your feminine. Cause you can feel safe with me and my masculine. Mm-hmm. But then when I need to reverse engineer that and put myself in the feminine for the opposite sex, let's say I'm still horrified by the concept. Mm-hmm. And so it's so interesting to be able to teach on it. And I mean, I teach in business and mindset and we go mindset, inner healing, then business. And in that order now, because I was jumping to business and I'm working with these women who are toxic masculine mm-hmm. and not healed and not doing the work. And then mm-hmm. their business, you know this, right? You give them all the tools and they're like, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does work, but you're unhealed. And so you're not use, utilizing it. But it's fascinating to me because it feels like we, and then I know you won't think this is cheesy and probably neither will my listeners, but it's like, I can see all of us women in Sedona or on sand walking each other back to center mm-hmm. and it's like mm. it's so beautiful to witness like we're all just okay ladies let's go and i'm getting goosebumps like it just so many of us are doing retreats like and people go well how many retreats do there? we need them all <laughs> like <laughs> there are millions of women who are stuck in the masculine who are pushing and staying in the matrix and i got to do my nine to five and i got to make six figures and i've got to be like a man and da 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 and that is not how we're going to change things so talk a little bit about i know i just caught the tail end of you and danny um and i didn't even know i was like wait look at some, we're all danny danny's getting us all this in the last couple of weeks um but talk a little bit i saw the word toxic feminine can you do you want to because i have my feelings on it i would love to hear kind of like you know were you in your toxic feminine at some point and do you see pe- women in it or in their masculine and kind of like what's your thinking about it and feeling about it 
Oh, yeah. So that was such a potent conversation with Danny. And he was scheduled before I even heard you on his. Okay. And it was just like, oh, this is so wonderful. Um, the term was actually dark feminine. Okay. And that came uh, because my spiritual teacher, who was actually my most recent plant medicine facilitator, um, uh, she and I were having a coaching call. And we were talking about where I'm feeling really called. And it's such, it feels like such a disconnect from the type of clientele that was magnetized to me before and who I am standing in as frequency now and far more my divine feminine uh, than the dark. Uh, and so knowing that that's gonna take time and it's an evolution for those that can feel safe in the dark feminine or in the old sort of, I wouldn't call it, I personally wouldn't call it toxic fem femininity, but because it's just, it's a state that, that wants to be healed and needs to mm -hmm. be healed. agreed yeah i think well, you know this and i think that if i'm if i remember i think i may have seen the word so maybe danny said it and it was just like a caption or something maybe. but yeah, yeah. It, you're right it's a unhealed divinity for sure That's it. because we are all sovereign souls right mm -hmm. and sovereignty for me is our true personal blueprint and peace is is our personal power and there is no forcing, there is no uh, performing and proving when you are truly standing in your sovereignty. And I know that that term gets thrown around a lot, but when you're really in that state, you can see energetically right through it anyway. But what I know before is that I was in the push, 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 if you can't, you must mentality, mm -hmm. which did me a lot of good as I was building my coaching and training business from basically 2018 through 2020 and served me well, you know, and, and, and then it was like, well, that was such an identity that I'm no longer aligned with. But what I've learned is that when we can actually be in this beautiful divine feminine flow, that's where the true power is. You don't have to force, you don't have to prove, you don't, even like the filters on Instagram that Danny and I were talking about, or all the ways in which us women and then men do it. And by the way, this is irrelevant of gender, um, show up with a mask on, right? If I show you this, then you'll love me, think I'm worthy. It was like me being on TV. Mm. So I completely get it. Or even all the filters on social or not being willing to share vulnerably deep and narrow a snapshot at a time and hiding behind other quotes, right? Or your children's photos or a perfectly produced photoshopped image. You know, so what is it like when we can lift the veil and actually be seen without all the performances, performances happening amongst social media influencers? We are not our Instagram bio. Mm. We are so much more than that. And so when we stand in that personal power, which is so peaceful and divine in nature, I just think everything else works out. Finances, right, known as sacred abundances, divine health and conscious relationships. And people are drawn to retreats right now because people are craving community. Yep. Lighthearted, paradigm shifting community, right? And we do find our tribe and tribes are shifting right now, mm -hmm. but it's for everyone. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I think like when we think about the awakening, because I mean, I, again, in our circle, we all say the awakening, the awakening, the awakening, but <laughs> it is, it's like, it's a, it's scary for people for mm -hmm. sure. But once you kind of like, <laughs> 
Oh, it's my alarm. I make my clients do it, and I don't even remember what that was. I think that was like the Awaken the Divine Feminine at 3.33. But it, it's it's like it, it can be really intimidating and scary. And then, and I always say this, growth, growth is pain and then it's freedom. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because watching the last couple of years of of what's gone on, all these women are just like un- unveiling themselves and just taking off this this mm-hmm. the mask, right? Mm-hmm. And recognizing like, I, I don't feel good pushing this hard. I don't feel good being this hunter all the time, ah, you know, yeah. and it's, um, but you're, you're totally right. And it's, I think, and I, and I want to talk a little bit about the boys in our space, in the coaching, we'll call it, I mean, I know you're, you're shifting, you're transitioning somewhat, but in, in the coaching space in general, I think my, I love Tony, obviously he's what I would love to have him on the podcast. That's what my manifestation for 2022 is to have him and Sage come on. Um, but like, there's some danger, I think, in the way that the, not I think, there is danger in the way that men coach women and men deliver personal development. And I think it's really, really critical that women like you, women like me, all the women that we know that are really starting to honor this feminine divine side of us. Because, you know, I say all the time, if I hear Joseph McClendon III say one more time, you only need four hours of sleep, I'm going to smack him because... It's just not the case. And I think because we've been conditioned as women to be the hunter, it's, it's taking its toll on women. And I think like, just like you, right, you pushed and pushed and pushed for all the, the, the stuff and the accolades. And now you're like retreating and watch how everything's going to go crazy for you. Mm -hmm. And that's a similar thing for me too. talk a little bit about maybe, you know, just some women get triggered by this word, but surrendering to it. Like when you've Mm -hmm. surrendered to your divinity, maybe talk a little bit because there's a physical feeling that happens when you surrender. Like I always say, masculine is like this and feminine is like, Mm -hmm. so maybe talk a little bit about your experience of surrendering into your feminine divinity. Mm. Well, I want to just say something about Joseph McClendon. He (laughs) uh, is actually a very dear friend of mine. I love him. When I need him for a quick little nugget of advice, like I recently was hired for the speaking event. I had 10 minutes before I'm going on the stage. And I was like, I remembered that I had forgotten to ask the organizer a really critical question. I'm like, all right, Joseph, help me out right now. And uh, he told me what I needed to do. And I was like, got it. Anyway, he's um, epic. He is one of the most incredible humans on earth. He is so generous. And the man walks his talk. So here's what I wanted to say about that. That old paradigm that we don't align with, he still aligns with. It's working for him. And you have to keep in mind, he's almost 70 years young. And very few people at this stage in life are willing to crack the shell, the shell of, of the operational construct kept them safe and certain Mm. all of these decades. Right. I also happen to know that Joseph is also very awake, FYI, but he's going to ride out the rest of his years, leaving his legacy for everything that he's built into this moment. The reason I say that is because I don't align with four hours of sleep. I need eight, nine hours of sleep or I'm not functional, much less funny or sexy, you know, (laughs) which is divine energy. Right, right. Laughter and sensuality with our with our ecstatic dance. I mean, that is our access point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, ooh, the surrender. That is not an easy journey. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't for me. I mean, everything about this journey actually seemed excruciatingly painful. I did not come to it with like, all right, God, here we go. I just surrender. I was 
I was, like I said, it felt like a full on PTSD for several months. But I also want to say that right at the beginning of the quote COVID narrative, I wouldn't even say quote, that's what it was. I picked up drinking alcohol for the first time in four years. I was so happy to be a non-drinker, living my best life. I was the owner of my life, girl. And uh, that's when I claimed my destiny in that time frame. But I was in so much pain subconsciously about everything going on. And I lived in LA where we had an eight month lockdown where you weren't even allowed to be outside um, without good reason, uh, which there was no good reason according to the police, right? So I picked up drinking again to just soothe and numb away the pain. And a lot of people gained a lot of weight over this past two years. They stopped exercising. Um, They started drinking more, drugging more, working more, distracting and bypassing more. So I did that for about a year and a half. And then it was August 5th of 21, where I was like, this is either going to be unbearable and unsustainable to the point of like, I can't even imagine that pain um, or you got to do something about this. And so I broke free from alcohol. So I wanted to offer that first because that was a turning point for me of reclaiming my sovereignty. That was me wanting to have a clear mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And then like 30 pounds dropped, which I didn't anticipate. or even Where did think. you have 30 pounds I, to drop? I didn't even know that I had that weight, but be, I, seriously, I was like, who this? You know, but it was just like the natural expression was beginning to emerge. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I just started to really get into my sacred rituals and, mm-hmm. and just really let go of TV and Netflix and Apple TV. And I'm not saying someone shouldn't do that, but you've got to have a sovereign mind and be aware that they those programs are most likely programming you with nothing but fear propaganda 24-7. And I let go of all of legacy media and any mainstream headlines and magazines like Vanity Fair and Rolling Stone that I used to devour because I knew that it was all part of a curated talking point going toward one agenda. Right. And so that was was hard and nothing was fun or funny in all of 21 not gonna lie nothing I couldn't watch movies anymore I couldn't watch series anymore because I saw right through it well I have some good news to share for anyone who might be in that stage keep going keep Mm -hmm. trusting go plug into what does feed your mind and feed your soul you can find a bunch of bunch of stuff on on YouTube listen to she's the owner find podcasts of people who are like you that are having really open honest conversations And then you can start to go back to movies. Like I've watched Avatar like six times in the past two months. And I'm like, oh, I can now I can like tune in to entertainment and even some shows where I'm like, I can see through it, but I'm sovereign over it. Does that make sense? Totally. A hundred percent. And and I think, too. And so. Ladies, you know, I talk about this all the time, and I think when you when you dip into the feminine, it gives you strength to be in the masculine in a shorter spurt of time and that's what i mean like and i i'm like i love joseph but he does say that every i mean i've been to 11 upw so i've heard it but they all say it right all the men are like do it like this because that is literally what works for them and that's beautiful but i think it's important that we're shifting the conversation because in business in particular like when you feel sovereign in your business and you feel like your heart is open, it's a totally different vibration. Like there's no other way to say it. And it's not, it won't happen. And I've done it. I've built, you know, company with the content company, whatever. I hated it because Mm -hmm. I wasn't in my femininity. I wasn't in my, I was purely in my masculine hunting. 
Mm. And I think that I, and, and that's what I love so much about what I, what I'm seeing with women in business now is saying, uh, we can go on to this frequency of feminine divinity and still crush it, but crush it where it feels amazing. It's and love. It's, yeah. it's fluid yeah. and you're not leading with, you know, a Instagram bio of mine used to say seven figure right. transformational trainer. And I'm like, you know, I'm not judging that. I want to be clear. Or I'd say, this is the framework. This is the mm -hmm. model. This is the, the formula. And this is the only way you're going to get to from where you are to where you want to go. And I was like, mm, that's the old paradigm. Right. Yeah. And the old paradigm exactly. is dying right now for many, but not for all. So we're actually beginning to see a divide, right? I love to keep in mind, there's no division. There's no separation. We all need each other because here's what I want to say. Those who need the medicine that those coaches are still putting out and haven't awakened to that there is a very different frequency happening on this planet for those willing to receive, they are going to attract their clients and customers that still need that. Right. Yep. But those who was like, mm, I'm not really resonating there. So I'm going to flow over here because here's the reality. You said something a moment ago, you know, when you know that you have a sovereign business, everything flows and then you can crush it, which, you know, both are true. The reality is, is that you can't even have a sovereign business unless you are a sovereign being. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yep. That's it. And here's, what's funny. I go back to my times of, in Tony's rooms 13 times, and maybe there'll be more. I'm not sure. It's like, he teaches this at the core of everything he puts mm -hmm. out. It's called beautiful state. Yep. And most people forget that part by 99.9% .9 and they just go to the, if you can't, you must. Right. Energy, right? right. The you know, the force, the push. If you can sleep when you're dead energy. And it's like, what he really invites you to do is to get into this beautiful state and you can right. have everything you ever dreamed of in life. Yeah. hundred percent. It's so it's funny. Like conversation with different rhetoric. Yeah. And it like when, I mean, I'll be honest, I was 23 when I first read Awaken the Giant Within. And I remember I come from an alcoholic mom and dad and physical abuse and emotional and all the all the stuff and i remember thinking oh i have a choice oh mm -hmm. i have a choice in how i okay and then i left it for 20 years mm -hmm. and i don't remember what i saw but i i mean i saw him on infomercials all the things and i was like this guy's kind of a douche like he's very like sure the things he's saying are but he's very aggressive and blah, blah, blah. it was like the you know memory stuff and then I just gave it, I, my first event was business mastery, which is a funny first event with Tony and sure. it was really good. And I thought, I mean, I pulled up and I was like, holy shit, did I just pay $10,000 for a concert? Like, what is all this insanity? <laughs> Everyone's jumping. I'm like, what? And five minutes later, there's me jumping 22 mm -hmm. events later, but mm -hmm. it's true. Like, because you get caught up in the doing and the doing and the doing and the doing, but really now he has softened tremendously over the last 20 years. Like he is way more spiritual now than he ever has been. And which is why I'm so, you know, pushed his mission through my mission, but it's, it is a fascinating dichotomy of masculine and feminine energy and, and how it's just shifting now into this, it doesn't feel like work now. I've made peace with, because I did it. I'll get you to six figures, six figure coaching. She's the owner, six figure coaching. And I did all the, in 90 days and ba, 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 and I was like, Hold, and I made money. That's the problem because then I, then we get the message. Oh, this shit works. Mm -hmm. But ask me if I wanted to coach one more person six months in, I was like, fuck no, I'm done. And so now I've shifted it where yeah, just totally like you, know. it's like this 
tractor beam and not this attack mode. So, um, yeah, I love it. So what's next? For I you? love that you just said that. Did you say a tractor beam? Yeah. It's like, a yeah, I love that. Beam. yeah, I love that. Yeah. And, and really what it is, is being mm -hmm. right? because people can read energy, whether it's online, obviously in person, and even through the frequency of copy in an email or on a social post. And if you have the courage to go live and do a little, you know, video in your stories or wherever, which is really an ideal place to be going live and, you know, every day now, not so much the Facebook lives, which used to be my jam. Um, but frequency is everything. And so if you do have, this is what's next and because it's just who I am being and what I feel called to mm -hmm. share, but share your story, share your journey, share your frequency and do your best to have it be authentic. You know, and that's mm -hmm. the only thing I can say. And if it's not authentic, by the way, anyone that you're actually trying to reach, they're going to see through it. Yep. <laughs> and so it won't matter. But if you can literally learn to embody who you say you be, right? Every single day when no one's looking, then that'll be enough to just begin to cast out the vibration. But also there is this beautiful thing about being unattached to how many come because you've mentioned at least two or three times in this conversation about that hunting mentality. Back in the day, you know, all of my launches were predicated on numbers and metrics. Right. And I've paid a lot of money to the tune of over $150,000 with two business coaches over the last three years. Yeah. Um, to teach me those things. And I'm grateful that I have that awareness, but it didn't serve me well in it because it kept me stressed and feeling like I wasn't good enough because I was always comparing myself to someone else who might've been in the same coaching program or mastermind. And then you're like, what's wrong with me? And then they all tell you it's frequency. And you're like, oh my God, <laughs> Which, you know what I mean? And so I had to go through a deconstruction to let go of everything that I learned that I thought was true, not only about myself, my business and our world so that I could be left with absolutely nothing except little by little by little by little as it was all just being shed away. Yeah, exactly. A lot of deep breathing, a lot of being in my body and getting clarity on around what do I want to do right now? What feels the most aligned? I mean, I got to be honest, Kara, there was a good two month period there in the fall where I didn't even know how to operate a vehicle. Yeah, Everything was new. I didn't know how to show up on social, much less conversations with friends. I literally didn't know how to be in the world. I had all these trips like to go back to Rhythmia and to Florida and Texas and Montana and all of them I booked and canceled because I couldn't even get on planes. I couldn't be social. It, so I just, you know, that sounds terrifying to probably anyone listening. Like, girl, I can't do that. I got kids. I got a business. I got a job or I got a husband. And I totally understand that. But maybe that's a story for you to look at because you're just afraid to actually be with the deconstruction. Because what is it the other side of not being willing to let all of the armor go? It's going to cost you more and more and more of your sovereignty. Yep. And it will cost you your health. And that's true. Like that's, um, I, and I would love to just kind of remind everybody that, and I say this at some point, soul will tell you, and it'll be quiet at first. And then she gets a bit louder and then she gets louder and then she's going to fucking flip. And my mom had cancer. I know that's why she got cancer. I know for sure in my soul, that's why like, you know, yes. genetics have a teeny, tiny, tiny, tiny part in the whole equation. We know this, we know that it's, you know, a whole bunch of other things. And it's like, 
I will say I'm, I'm probably, I'm not as far through it as you are because of the divorce. And that was a huge identity, right? I had a company, I sold it to my ex. I'm sitting here going, um, okay, now what? And I had my coaching practice and I was selling my programs and I was like, blah, blah. and now I'm like, that doesn't feel for me. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, like I'm, I radically, ch- I, I've decided I'm not doing mastermind either anymore really mm-hmm. it's about i want to I'm, I'm not wanna i'm having um the love soldiers unite conference in 2023 it's going to be mm-hmm. three days very similar to like a upw but mm-hmm. we're doing mindset first and then we're doing healing and i'm we're having shamans come and we're going to do it from mm-hmm. the ground up and then we'll talk about business mm-hmm. but can i tell you how fucking scary that is when all i know is how to build a course and da, 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 and all this shit, and i'm like Phew. But I can tell you, people listening, there kind of isn't any other way. You have mm-hmm. to get naked yeah, to put your clothes back on. Literally naked in the mind too. You know, a big thing that comes up um, on my podcast, Fire and Soul, which is, by the way, just exploded in growth ever since. Amazing. I started yep. And I was scared. Don't get me wrong. Terrified and almost took down all the new, the, the newer episodes when I really started to shift the, the content uh, to take a it stand for the truth that I knew I was here to serve. And that felt so intense at the time. And now yeah, it's just, I bet. you know, I've softened and it's like, take it or leave it. You know what I mean? But many, many are taking it. It's their, it's their dose of medicine that reminds them, okay, they're not alone, right? We're in this journey together. And so, you know, the more that we do this and the more that we put ourselves out there, the more that we realize that we no longer need the armor, right? And mm-hmm. I know Dan, Morel even talks about this. The more that you awaken, the more that you don't even want those old patterns and habits. But what I want to offer about that, and this is just based on my own experience and those who feel aligned and resonate with this great, those who don't be like, yeah, whatever, not now. That's good because you're on your own journey. Take all the time you need. But it's that, you know, a lot of us in the world are talking about this ascension, this Mm -hmm. great awakening, the grand rising, right? And if you think you can get to this level of consciousness within your own soul while still bypassing and numbing Mm -hmm. and suppressing and oppressing with all the things, the alcohol, the working, the eating, the drugging, the the scrolling that's endless, right? So that you don't have to be the endless Netflix binging. I'm not here to judge any of that because I'm, it wasn't very long ago where I was doing that too, 10 months ago. But what I know for sure is that when you strip all that away and you are completely naked and you basically just say, help, Mm. remember who I am, go to the mirror, look yourself in the eyes, do not see your personality, your identity, your physical self known as like Michelle or Kara, go and see beyond the external physical form. You are an eternal, infinite soul. Mm. And that blueprint has everything within it to face and feel all that comes along your path and to embody your divine purpose. That's not just to be in service for you, but it's for the highest and best for all. That is actually divine intelligence of nature. And we are one with that. And that's been the greatest, one of the greatest teachers of my journey. So yes, it does take a tremendous amount of courage, but man, if you really look at nine months, like in my journey, it's a blip on the radar. Teeny. It's so amazing to come out on the other side and be yeah. like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to serve whomever needs this right now. Yeah, no, that's incredible. Um, so I, I want to ask you a quick, like, girlfriend question. 
more Yay. than anything because we're so serious now. But <laughs> what are we what are we thinking about when because dating's different when you're in this <laughs> mind. It's yeah. in, in this soul. It's different. And I know for me, like I mean, I'll be honest, like if if you know, I've been on a couple of apps for five minutes and I'm like, get me out of here. Um but I have certain things that are deal breakers. Like if they've had the thing, then probably we're not going to align in our mindset. Um, but w when you think about like, are you dating anybody? Are you open to dating? Are you like, hell no, I'm still busy over here doing my thing. Like talk a bit about dating in this awakened feminine goddess state of yours. <laughs> when I'm conscious enough to remember, it's not all the time, but it's most of the time, which is a real gift. And I feel very blessed, but, um, oh girl, I was just literally reborn, like literally a minute ago. I went through what I feel like was like a nine month gestation of a complete rebirth. So now I'm like this little baby infant and I'm moving to Ojai, which is just in the mountains. Oh, of yes. Go see Byron uh, Katie. A little bungalow Ram Dass lived there and all these. Oh my God. Amazing. This is my year of spiritual awakening. I, I claimed it at the beginning of the year. I chose my one word intention. By the way, I highly recommend that. You don't have to start in January. Start now. Last year, you're going to die, Kara. It was curiosity. Mm. Wow. And by February, my entire world was like, what? <laughs> um, curiosity is so powerful. I love. I tell my clients <laughs> always get oh, curious. God, yeah. Get curious and stay curious forever, especially about your own thoughts and beliefs, because it's probably not true, right? Or if you yep. believe that yesterday, there might be a quantum leap today. So yep. always be curious and inquiry. And that's Byron Katie's work. But anyway, so um, I'm not on any dating apps. I am not dating at all. But I also know for sure that eventually and when it's most aligned, um, I will be partnered up with my my king. And I've been shown going back to the um, mother ayahuasca experiences and people call her grandmother ayahuasca or mother ayahuasca. It depends on the tradition. Okay. So there's, well, there's, Columbia, there's all kinds of different traditions and not one is better than another, but she's known as the wisdom, you know, mm and 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 spiritual plan grandmother or mother anyway she's shown me in three different journeys in different occasions not like in the same you know several days in a row um my wedding and my and the frequency of my 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 partner and i'm telling you the frequency was not anything i've ever experienced before okay like mama still got some some work to do right because because there it's one thing to get that guy not get, join together with that guy. You would right. never check, get anything in this vibration. It's a whole nother thing for it to be sustainable, mm -hmm. right? Because all your stuff will be up the moment that you get into an intimate relationship. So can you be with yourself when all your stuff is coming up? Right. And smooth all that out and regulate your own nervous system and come back to your sovereignty as quickly as you are willing to be radically honest. Mm -hmm. And that, by the way, can be a, a great place to actually get into partnership. So he'll come. Maybe he's an Ohio. Maybe he's not. I have no idea. I just know I'm on this journey and I'm just flowing. That's beautiful. And mm -hmm. I think I, I, I know I'm self-aware enough to know I'm, like I said, you're a, a few steps ahead of me. And so I'm, but I'm healing. I'm healing from 23 years of marriage. Like that's a long time. And it's, um, I've never been in the feminine that whole time. Mm. So I'm getting to get to know myself. And I think a lot of 
women in particular, we get freaked out at this point. And that's when you do a lot of the dating right away and relationship, relationship. And I'm always very conscious of, I mean, I would not call in, I call in feminine energy friends right now on the, from the opposite sex. And that's a beautiful reminder of, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. still working through this stuff. And, yeah. um, but the curiosity thing, what an incredible word. I mean, I teach my 12 year old, I have 12, 21, 25 and 34 stepdaughter. Yeah, well, the the first three are mine. Yeah, I, well, you know, maybe like four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take Seriously? it. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, but even yesterday, the twelve year old was going on about how this girl in her orbit she dresses very. I won't repeat the word. I was like, yo, that's a strong word. She's a family of writers, so she uses strong language. And I said, listen, in you've got a dad who you are flirting with, and you are learning your skills as a queen. This girl, a little girl doesn't have that. And mm -hmm. it's so, you know, watching, I raised my daughters with masculine energy because I didn't know any better. And mm -hmm. when I learned and I woke up to it, I'm constantly trying to show them, listen, be in mm -hmm. flow. These, these other girls don't have the benefit of having a mom as a coach and a dad as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Like um, it's, it's a beautiful and crazy, but I'm not ready and I'm okay with that. And I'm okay watching myself do what I'm doing. And eventually it will happen. I actually know what he's going to look like, which is really crazy to me. I've known for a few years as I was exiting my marriage. I know it's, and it's nothing like I've dated. So it will be really interesting to see what happens there, but I'm and, learning. And for me personally, just because I got a little download just now, it'll be really interesting to see if he looks anything like what you have in yep. your mind. You yep. I mean? yep. Yeah. When I was shown my wedding, I was not shown a face. Mm. Um, I was just shown two people from the back getting married in like a garden or the woods barefoot, oh. which I would have never really wanted like several years ago, but now I'm right. like, perfect, perfect. Yeah. And a circle of friends surrounding us, holding hands and like, oh. with, like probably a shaman, you know, my facilitators uh, from my last plant ceremony who's become my teacher marrying us, you know, that's it. <laughs> and wow. um, lots of feathers around. That's what okay. I imagine, you know, um, not like. Vegas feathers, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, I get it. I get you know, it. I can see it. Qualities of the feminine are so easy to actually conceptualize, even though we've yeah. been conditioned to be in our masculine and not even need a man, which I know you've shared a little bit of your story um, about your marriage and that dynamic of polarity and why it worked for as long as it was supposed to work until it was no longer supposed to work. Right. right. It's worked its purpose, but you know, the qualities are so beautiful for us. If mm. we're willing, it's like, <laughs> nurturing you know vulnerability yeah vulnerability um no proving and performing no mask on um less makeup I know Danny Merle loves to talk about you know let go of the fillers and the lashes and all that and I'm like I think you can still be in your divine feminine flow I do I really do I mean but I totally appreciate he's speaking to a community that maybe needs that message because he's right. seen so much of it here in LA, definitely a lot of it, but it's not prevalent, right? right. So that's what makes you happy. Go do it. Cause it's really an energetic. Yeah. It's slowing everything down and literally a good barometer. If I can leave your listeners with anything before we wrap is slow everything down. Mm. Breath, yep. your reactions, your, the way that you eat, the way that you drink a tea and are you mindful and in the present moment, the way you drive the car. Like I used to like BMWs and I still have owners like pedal to the metal. This is the ultimate driving machine. I'm going to, I'm going to take this baby for a ride in the Hills. And I was like, yeah. 
or just meander like driving Miss Daisy, right? Yeah. Slow everything down. Gestures. Allison Armstrong's a beautiful teacher. Um, she was on my show. She was on it too. I love it. Oh, but I asked really her, what's the quick fix for divine feminine flow? And she's like, slow everything down, starting with your gestures. I even talk to my clients about slowing masturbation down, to be honest. Yes. Like yes. that's a big one. Cause a lot of women, I say, if you go in and you go out and you're in and out having an orgasm in under two minutes, you're in your masculine. If that's your predominant form of self-pleasure, I mm-hmm. said, slow your roll, take yourself out for dinner, light the candles, get the music on, get, give yourself a massage. But it's um, like even breath work, I teach breath work and it's like, all all of it it's just so squishy and delicious and it's like so it's so like even when you walk in your kitchen dance go slow like i love that that's that's a perfect way to wrap this up so where can everybody find you if they want to get in touch everywhere is michelle sorrow so you know probably instagram even though my business was built by 98 percent on facebook i don't get a lot of engagement on instagram i still like playing there me too I'm not giving up hope yet. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. Well, I deeply appreciate you coming on. I would love to have you back. I think we could talk forever about a bajillion things. So um, I I really appreciate that last little piece because touching yourself, we could do an entire juicy conversation on that because that has been a profound part of my journey and I will go there with you. Yeah, love it. But we can have that conversation. No, I would, (laughs) like when I have my retreat, I mean, my bucket list um, people to come to the conference in 2023 is to get Jaya to come on. Have you seen Sex, Love and Goop? No, but you're, you're, you're one of many who's who's asked me you got you that will it's if you're not i i don't watch tv really either but i will watch those type of things and it is profound Mm. it is profound you i thought i knew about sex okay and i found out what sex language or she calls it erotic blueprint i am yeah yeah but watch it and then then let's have a download on, okay, on, good. on and I, I recently took the quiz for a second time because I took it three years ago and I was like, has anything shifted? Turns out it's still the same. Um, but we can talk about our blueprints and we could talk about, you know, just the practice of of that sacred pleasuring because mm-hmm. it's, it's sacred. And if you're doing anything for an outcome. Yes, it's t- you're totally right. in an old paradigm that is very much in that dark you know, masculine energy. Yep. And so Maybe. even just that, that nugget will be enough, hopefully to, uh, appetize. Uh, yep. this. Well, I think maybe, I think maybe it's you coming to the conference and taking a couple hours to teach on that on day two would be sexy as hell and beautiful. Cause it's, it's in people, women are embarrassed by it and we shouldn't be, we make people. There's a yeah. reason our, our, the Yoni is such a beautiful part. And, and even just, even that, just giving it like its own term that is so powerful and honoring. And I'll tell you that you just said that. And like, I'm totally open to having a conversation because I see a retreat that I'll be doing in Costa Rica and it's with another group and we've aligned this year. And, but I said to them, cause it's all around sacred union partnership, even if you're single, especially if you're single, yeah. being with yourself first, yep. right. Like you're working on right now. And, and so I said, oh, I have this idea. I'm like, I'm going to take them through a process just telling them what it is, offering it some guidance, but then they go into their cabin or their hut or yurt or whatever it's going to be. And they try that on and then they come back and we share the next morning. And oh my God. Right. Amazing. That's what I want because I actually do believe on the deepest level 
So much of humanity could be healed if we knew how to be with ourselves and honor the true womb of this portal that is the birthing place of all of life. Goosebump. Yeah. We're making this happen. Because it's it's the truth. I love it. Well, you you're gonna please tell text me and let me know when you've watched Love, Sex, and Goop because it oh. is all of this and it's incredible. It's all divine timing. I love you so much. Thank you so much for coming on, and um, we'll talk soon. Hey, my love. Thank all right. You. Bye. Bye.